Welcome back to the Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to Miller Thomas, the always wonderful host of this podcast. Just graduated from college a little bit over a month ago now, so I'm in need of a full-time job, so please go check out my website, millerthomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, as always, it's brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get a discount off your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a discount at BuiltBar.com. Now, on today's show, I want to talk about a, a little birdie I heard, a rumor. Maybe it's not a rumor anymore because Jeff Paston tweeted it. Everyone, all these baseball insiders have tweeted it. They, there's been an announcement. Baseball is coming back, so we'll get into what that means, what it will look like pretty soon. But first, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are the most reasonable round. Email me at LockedOnDiamondbacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's get right into it. And let's discuss what it means. MLBPA and the owners have finally cleared hurdles. It sounds like baseball is coming back. So what does that mean? Well, we're, we're going to have spring training in about a week, it looks like. Uh, players are expected to start back, you know, report to camp by July 1st. That's when baseball is pretty much going to be opened up back, uh, pretty much be opened back up by July 1st. Team could start making transactions again, you know, signings, you know, trades, things like that. It'll basically be like the MLB seasons here will be, you know, rosters will will be open. They'll unfreeze finally. So that means, you know, finally these potential trades and free agent signings at least bring some, you know, waiver wire transactions and rumors to our life. And then we're also going to have spring training. And then by July 23rd or the 24th, we should have opening day of baseball. So in about a month from today, about a month, if you're listening to the podcast today when it drops, we could be watching baseball one month from now. Imagine that, guys. Just a few more weeks and we could be, you know, in a place that we've been waiting to be at for a long time. Finally, after months of negotiations and, you know, rejected deals, watching players quibble about, you know, a prorated salary, trying to get that, get get their money in order. And then the owners complaining about, you know, we don't want to play too many games. We're not making any money with the, the fans in the stadium. Yet we're signing billion-dollar contracts. So uh, a lot of things have been going on. Uh, and um, there, there's quite a few protocols now that the league will follow and some new rules that they're implementing since we are having just a 60 game season it's not going to be that 70 game season like the players probably would have wanted it won't be a 50 game season like the owners probably would have wanted so we got kind of a compromise i still feel like we could have got more than 60 games we wouldn't need to you know have these negotiations quicker and for us to move to someplace quicker but here we are 
A 60-game season is upon us. It'll run through September 27th, and it'll feature some new elements and uh, some of the old elements, too. We're still going to have a 10-team playoff structure like we had been using for almost a decade now. And, you know, we so we, we, we thought we were going to see uh, expanded playoffs, have more teams uh, have a chance of making it. But, no, we're going to have the same amount of teams as we normally do. But here are some things that will happen in the 2020 season that will make you know, the MLB looked pretty radically different. So, first, teams will play their four divisional opponents ten times the other 20 games against interleague opponents in the same geographical area. So, for example, NL, it will be the NL West teams versus American League West teams, and I guess NL West teams versus their own divisional opponents. So, you'll see the Diamondbacks will play their divisional opponents ten times, and then they'll also play... Since we're in the NL West, we'll also play teams in the American League West, like, you know, the Angels, play the, the Astros, the Rangers. So I kind of like that idea. I kind of like the idea of still getting in a lot of interleague play and just staying kind of in your geographical area. I think that's pretty fun. I think that's pretty cool to do. Um, and I think it's smart to, to limit the amount of travel. I mean, you don't want players... Uh, you're traveling from city to city, you know, every day, every other week. Uh, it's it just too much. It's too much exposure. So I think that the fact that they're going to stay pretty much local, I think that would be pretty cool. I think that would help out, you know, at least local ratings a lot. I mean, now you're going to see more Subway Series, Yankees, Mets. You're going to see more, you know, Angels, Dodgers, things like that. So I think this would be pretty cool. I think that could help the sport of baseball a lot and bring some extra excitement to the game. The NL will use a DH in 2020. Yes. Finally, what I've been hammering for forever because you guys don't know. I hate how the NL doesn't have a DH. I never understood it. I don't understand the argument of strategy. I don't understand it from entertainment uh, aspect. The sport is so much better when there's a DH. Uh, just let me hit on the strategy aspect when people come at me with it with when when people's main reason for why there shouldn't be a dh is because there's more strategy yeah i guess there's more strategy because you don't have a hitter at the plate you need to figure out how you're gonna move runners over or it's more of a strategy because you have to figure out if your 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 pitcher's gonna bunt or actually just go out there and start swinging the bat but you know what I think is more strategy? Try to figure out how to get out a, a big poppy, how to pitch around him, as opposed to Madison Bumgarner, you know, the, the best one of the best pitcher hitters there is. So I think I'd rather go against a, a Bumgarner or Grinky over a, a David Ortiz every day. So NL will finally have a DH like they should. Uh, here's another one that I think will be very fun and bring a lot of excitement to the game in 2020. In extra innings, teams will begin with a runner on second excuse me, on second base. I think that could, you know, it won't necessarily speed up games, you know, uh, what we what we consider a game in regular time. It won't speed that up, but it will definitely speed up, you know, extra innings. And we already play nine innings, and baseball is one of those sports, you know. You're not going home until you, we have a winner. And baseball, it, it could last a long time. You see those 18-inning games. You see those eight, nine-hour games, and it's pretty ridiculous. So this will help that out. Your team starts with a runner on second base, and now if you're the home team, and you know didn't give up any runs in the in the top of the in the top of the tenth, let's say you're now in the bottom of the tenth, still tie game. You're starting with a runner on second. You could go bunt and then sack fly, and you win the game now. 
And it's all because you start with that runner on second, which I think is a, a great move for baseball. Bring a little bit extra in cheek. And, of course, you know, it, maybe it's a little bit more gimmicky because now you're, you're starting with a guy on second. It, it gives, you know, a lot of an extra advantage probably to the home team if the, if the road team can't come through. Now the home team even has a better chance to score. But the, the, that road team now has a, has a great chance to score as well, a better chance to score. Now they could put themselves in a better position to get runs on the board in a home field stadium. And then if they could pitch well and play great defense in the bottom of the inning, they know they're going to win and, and it'll be a lot quicker of a ball game. And I think it just adds a little bit more excitement in extra innings. I mean, with only 60 games, this will be a, a, a wonky season to say the least. I mean, I saw some stat yesterday or the other day where they said after, you know, 50 games, it was like after the All-Star break, the, the Nationals were like a below 500 team or something, and then they snuck into the wild card and, of course, won the World Series. So if we took looked at baseball after like 60 games, uh, you, you'd be surprised uh, what the standings look like. I mean, go look at last season. Go look at what the teams were after 60 games. It's actually crazy. And so people believe 162 games is the best barometer. But still, after 162, you still have games. You still have teams within a couple games over of. You still have teams within a couple games of each other, if not tied with the same record. So, 162 games, 60 games, it doesn't matter to me. Either way, I'm gonna see baseball. I'm gonna see competitive baseball. I'm gonna see intriguing baseball. I think that's all that really matters. I mean, the 60 games will bring more excitement to every game. It will bring a little bit more meaning, and that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited. The extra innings, the DH, those are things I love. The more regional stuff, I, I love these new impl implementations that the game is bringing, the new elements that's coming to baseball, and that's not even everything. That, that's not even all the elements that I mentioned. There, there's still quite few more elements that will be implemented into the 2020 season, and I will get into those right after this. Because I want to tell you guys about Built Bar. Because Built Bars, they're not just great tasting candy bars. They're actually protein bars. And they come in 16 amazing flavors. Eight with chocolate and nuts. And eight with chocolate, but no nuts in case you have any peanut allergies. Now, what's great about the bars, they're both covered in 100% chocolate. And they're soft and easy to chew. So they have a great taste and a great texture. And get this, the bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. The reason I love them is because they're great for a health conscious guy like me who's trying to lose or maintain weight. Just go to BuiltBar.com right now, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your first order. Promo code LOCKEDON, $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. And let's finish off and talk about those new elements that are coming to a 2020 season game. The trade deadline now will be August 31st, less than a month before the regular season is scheduled to end. And I like that. I, I'm kind of a guy that's always been, you know, anti-trade deadline. I mean, I think just from an entertainment and, you know, storyline narrative aspect i i would i want to see the the trade deadline go pretty much until the last very day of the regular season and maybe even go through the playoffs 
imagine we had, you know, uh, the first round of the playoffs in. You had a team. Uh, I'll just use the D-backs, of course, since this is the Lockdown Diamondbacks podcast. Let's just say it was the first round of the playoffs, and the D-backs like, you know what? We need a starting pitcher real bad. We're we're trading. Mm, we're trading Jake Lamb. We're trading Carson Kelly. We're going out and getting Sonny Gray or something. What if they were like Jake Lamb for Sonny Gray because we need more starting pitching depth? And this was the first round of the playoffs. I think that would be so interesting seeing a player come in, you know, right off the bat with a new team, you know, be thrown into a fire of a playoff series. It it could really change events. And even if the deadline ended like right before the playoffs, I think that would be cool, too, just to see a, a transaction like in the NBA, you know, uh, Lakers acquire like a Bradley Beal right before the playoffs are supposed to start. I think stuff like that just so intriguing. And just from my personal, you know, entertainment aspect, I think that's something I would love to see. I would love to see an extended trade deadline, even though sports tries to keep it around midseason. But I like this in baseball. We'll see the trade deadline end right about a month before the ski, uh, the season is scheduled to end. Rosters will start at 30 men on opening day for the first two weeks and then go to 28 after two weeks. And then two weeks after that, it will go to 26 and remain there. So start at 30, then for two weeks go to... Then after two weeks, go to 28, and then after two more weeks, go to 26. So after one month of playing baseball, you will be at 26 men on your roster for the remainder of the season. Uh, That one I don't get too much just because I think you should just probably stay at 30 at least just because of coronavirus, you know, you have more players go down than you expected. I think that, that will just help mitigate some of those concerns. I don't really understand cutting down the season, uh, cutting down the roster as the season goes, I guess. That helps, you know, not keep so many extra players on the roster and things like that. But I I don't get this one too much. I think, you know, baseball should be able to keep at least 30 guys on their roster. Or if they want to make it 26, make it 26. But I don't really understand starting with a number and then working backwards. Usually in baseball, you get expanded uh, rosters as you move to playoffs. But it seems like we're moving backwards with this one. But that one's okay. Teams will have a taxi squad that allows them to have as many as 60 players available to play in the major leagues. So this is kind of what goes into the last one. I don't understand why you have to keep, you know, dwindling the number of players on the roster if you can have a taxi squad of at least 60 players available to play in the major league games. And I get you have to do that. What if you come in on a test and you say, my God, eight of our players have COVID today. Well, you're going to need extra players to come in. And if you are you only have 26 players on the roster, you might not have enough to be able to do that. So I like the idea of having a pool of players on the side that are willing and ready to step up to the plate whenever their name is called. And they're just basically sitting on the sidelines waiting for their name to be called. I just kind of like that. I mean... It's basically having a minor league system without having one. I mean, these guys will probably be mostly minor leaguers and major league players who are free agents right now. That's what I would assume. And I think it's smart to have uh, the extra insurance policy for these players because I imagine once the season starts going, we're going to have sports out. We're going to see a lot of positive tests. I think this virus spreads so quickly, and I just think so many people are asymptomatic. They have it without even showing any symptoms that when they start doing testing every day, you're going to realize how many players really, you know, 
are, are going to have to step away from the game a little bit and go into quarantine. So I think it's smart to have a pool of players they could choose from. There'll be a COVID-19 injured list with no minimum or maximum length of time spent on it, while standard injured list stints will be for 10, 60, and, or excuse me, it'll be the, the injured list stints will be for 10 days, and the typical 60-day stint will be for 45 days. So you still got your 10-day, and instead of 60 days, you're going to do 45 days because, of course, only a 60-game schedule. They figured a 45-day stint on the IL makes a lot more economical sense since... Uh, they, they won't be on the pine as long as they usually do. With 162 games, you could take 60 games off. But now with only 60 games, uh, 60 days on the IL just seems too much. So 45 days, I think, is a nice compromise. And I also think it's smart for the COVID-19 list to not have a minimum or maximum number of days spent because there's going to be guys who get COVID and you know beat it pretty quickly and get over it quickly just because these guys are phenomenal athletes and their bodies are just built different. And there are guys who are going to have it for a little bit longer. So I think it's smart to play both sides. There are going to be guys who had it for a little bit, and then by the time you test them, maybe they're... Maybe they're coming, they'll be at the end of their, you know, sickness. So they won't need to spend that two weeks in quarantine. And then some guys, the, you could test them the first day they get it, and then they're going to then they're gonna have to spend that two weeks in quarantine. So I think it's smart to not have a minimum or maximum length of time spent on the COVID-19 injured list. I think that makes a lot of sense just because so many people deal with the virus differently. I think it's smart to not keep it consistent across the board because if you can't come back, to play and you're healthy and there's you know you're testing negative there's no reason why you should be forced to set out extra few days that are not needed now one final thing that uh should make the players happy from this is that they will get their full prorated salary so they're, they're not taking any discounts or pay cuts like they were complaining yes good job millionaire athletes you're getting your full pay as opposed to you know Almost every working American in here who has who's had to have taken a pay cut in the last few months because of the pandemic. There's been a lot of industries uh, where across the board, you know, employees have had to take pay cuts uh, from, you know, CEOs to, you know, minimum wage, not minimum wage staff, but, you know, less salaried staff. They've had to take in pay cuts. So. Thank you, you know, players for not doing that and for sticking up your right to make millions of dollars. Uh, us working Americans really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, just aside for me, but that's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Go tell your Alexa device to play the newest edition of the Locked On MLB Fancy podcast so you guys stay up to date with news rankings and updates. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a discount off your first order. Hope everyone is staying inside and staying healthy unless you're out there protesting. Have a great week, everyone, and tune in Friday so you can hear the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast for that day. That's it for me, Miller Thomas. Enjoy your day, everyone. Peace!